Can I tell you what I said last year? I said, all I want for Mother's Day is for my children to know that dad can do stuff too. (laughs) (laughs) Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. You they find him, track him down. We'd hear from the kid, kid who was lost in the woods for two days. I can't remember what was going on at my house, but my kids were being boneheads about something. And I'm okay. Like, I don't know how you guys find your way home sometimes. And I said, this eight-year-old kid was lost in the woods for two days. <laughs> you did And that. survived. I did. You dropped that story and then Right. And they're looking at him. What are you talking about? Eight-year kid? Woods? UP? Hurley, Wisconsin. That's where he's from. Uh, Nanty is his name. Eight years old. So he was camping in the UP with his grandpa and his uncles. And uh, he went to the uh, Porcupine Mountains Wilderness State Park. That's in the UP there, just on the other side of the border there. And he was looking for firewood. And he didn't come back. So his mom on Good Morning America said, yeah, then they realized something was wrong. They took some time to search for him and couldn't find him. They decided they needed to give up and call for help. So a massive search kicked off for Nancy. So he basically ate snow for hydration and covered himself with leaves to stay warm. Eight years old. Eight years old. So they found him like hiding under a uh, a large you know tree trunk type of thing. He's in good health. He was two miles from campsite, but while he was out there by himself, I prayed for being found and not stuck out here. For the rest of my life. <laughs> Please, someone find me. This was not Please. a lot of fun, so I don't want to do this forever. Um, so a massive search kicked off. Uh, they tried to stay positive. He, he he saw the helicopter hover over him at one point, but didn't know what to do about that. You know, when you just kind of hear the noise. Hey! Or yeah. Hey! Please, please. But then he, he realized that they were close when he heard voices. I heard people yelling my name, and I saw a lime green thing hanging. And I, then I saw somebody. Yeah, so he saw somebody. The, the rescuers found him two days out in the woods. Now a celebrity on Good Morning America, a boy from Hurley, Wisconsin. Nice job, young man. Another takeaway I had from this additional information that he was camping with grandpa and uncles. Imagine that call home. So, uh, <laughs> so listen, Sharon, uh, what, I can't remember what mom's name was. Yeah, uh, listen, uh, update here from the camping. Uh, we're having a great time. Right? I mean, going, That's the first we did some said. fishing. Yep. No, he's having he's having a lot of fun. No, it's really 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 good. We're you know we're working on survival skills. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think uh, we're we're gonna stay another day or two actually. Yeah, we'll call <laughs> right. you when we oh, see you. We'll yeah. let you know. We'll get back oh, to you on that. Six fourteen on Wisconsin's morning news. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After winning two in a row earlier this week, the Brewers are now losers of two straight as they fall 8-1 to one to the Dodgers on Wednesday afternoon over at American Family Field. Wade Miley, who got the start, did not have his best stuff, surrendering seven runs on six hits in just five innings of work. Miley ready and kneeled. This one, when it comes down, will add two more. Second deck for Miguel Vargas. With the loss, the Brewers fall to 20 and 17 on the season. The crew gets an off day today. They are back at it on Friday when Kansas City comes to town to begin a three game series. 
Over to the NFL as Jordan Love, after three years, finally had his say in Green Bay. He was met by the media for the first time since the Aaron Rodgers trade and shared some insight and some of his thoughts on the offseason as Green Bay's QB number one. The whole offseason, you know, I approached it that uh, I'd be the starter. So um, that was just my mindset going into it. Um, I couldn't really control what happened going forward. Um, it was out of my control, but uh, that was kind of the approach I took to it and just went from there. It's a new role and some more pressure on number 10 ahead of 2023, but confidence and comfort were a few key words following the presser. Just being an NFL player, I think everybody's kind of playing for that, uh, playing for the next deal, trying to you know make the most of the time they have. Obviously, it's not guaranteed. Um, and so I don't, I don't find pressure in that. Like I say, I try and take it day by day, um, make the most of this opportunity that I'm given. I'm focused on this year. I'm not trying to look too far ahead because who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? The NFL plans to release their schedule later today, and the Packers will begin their organized team activities on May 22nd. Over to the NBA, where ESPN is reporting that the Bucks have received permission to interview Golden State's associate head coach, Kenny Atkinson. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski also reported Milwaukee is gathering a list together that will also include current Bucks assistant coach Charles Lee and former Charlotte head coach James Borrego. And lastly, Giannis, who missed out on the all-defensive NBA teams, was unanimously named to the All-NBA First Team. The Greek Freak received a perfect 100 first-place votes and is the first player player over the last 50 years to be named to the All-NBA Team unanimously in five straight seasons. So they must have got the memo on him being upset over the the disrespect. They saw the tweet. Yeah. (laughs) 618 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Let's get to it. Former President Donald Trump, front-running GOP candidate for 2024, coming off an extraordinary performance in a CNN town hall in New Hampshire. He took questions from voters, as well as the moderator, Caitlin Collins, whom I do credit her for conducting a very sound conversation. She jumped in. She asked follow-ups. She tried to interrupt him on occasion to get him to answer a specific question, but it never really felt uncomfortably combative to me. Okay. Like, that's a fine line for the Mm -hmm. question asker, especially with a guy who's difficult to go toe-to-toe with, like President Trump. So I I give her credit. I thought she did a good job. Uh, I say Trump's performance was extraordinary, not in that you necessarily buy what he was selling, but just that it was substantive. It was a measured conversation. But he got busy in the very first moments on stage repeating familiar claims about the 2020 election. Uh, Unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people... A lot of the people in this audience, and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. So he continued to call the election rigged, and Collins pressed him on that immediately. Mr. President, back to what you just said there, though. It it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. You and your supporters lost more than 60 court cases on the election. It's been nearly two and a half years. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election? let Let me just go on. If you look at True the Vote... They found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. So so that's a no on the answer to the question. Can you acknowledge that you lost? And I, Eric, you know, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this. I've tried to be open-minded about the many claims. I've read multiple books on it. I've researched independently the claims of the ballot stuffing. We know now, of course, the claims about the Dominion voting machines were absolutely false. 
Fox had to settle its lawsuit over that lunacy that For they allowed to air. Right? Billion dollars. But uh, even members of the former president's own team, his attorney general, his White House lawyers, his vice president, all saying this stuff didn't happen. And he would not and still does not listen to them. Now, speaking of the vice president, Collins asked about January 6th. It's a longer moment here, but I want to let this play out for you. Who was at the Capitol that day, as you know, was your vice president, Mike Pence, who says that you endangered his life on that day. I don't think he was in any danger. Mr. President, do you feel that you owe him an apology? No, because he did something wrong. He should have put the votes back to the state legislatures, and I think we would have had a different outcome. I really do. But he doesn't have the authority to do that, as you know. What? The vice president does not have the authority to okay, reject those Are you ready? Let's have this one out just now, because it's interesting. Let's keep it interesting, right? <laughs> I like Mike Pence very much. He's a very fine man. He's a very nice man. He made a mistake. His lawyer said, you cannot move. I called him the human conveyor belt. I said, even if the votes, you mean, I talked to his lawyer, even if the votes are absolutely fraudulent, he can't say, yes, sir, he can't say, but, and the Democrats played it, and the rhinos played it. So rhinos, he's speaking of Republicans in name only, plenty of conservatives who agree with former Vice President Pence that in that particular situation, he had to read what was brought to him. It was a ceremonial role as opposed to having any ability to send things back to the legislature or such. But former President Trump not having it on that. The former president here on the recent sexual assault verdict in the civil trial, he continues to claim he does not know the accuser. There were some exchanges on that. I feel like we went through that yesterday largely, so let's get to this other thing. His comments on the war in Ukraine, very interesting. Here's this exchange. If I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. How would you settle that war in one day? Because I'll meet with Putin, I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. Now, what do you... Can I just follow up on that? You said you don't think in terms of winning and losing. You have Mr. To get President, Europe. can I just follow up on that? Because that's a really important no, excuse statement me, let me that just you just made up. there. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying, Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. So classic Trump right there. A lot of people right and left agree with that position on Ukraine, that it's not winnable for Ukraine, and that what's most important is that it ends in some way. It's dangerous because you don't want to allow for the precedent of Russia to just do whatever it wants. Yeah, then what like, happens two okay, years down what, the line? What yeah. do you guys need to do to end this? Right? Yep, yep. But. There is a, a robust debate, or perhaps it should be even more robust, about what, what exactly are we doing by continuing to fund the war in Ukraine? Are we just leading to more pain for the Ukrainian people that ultimately will end this way anyway? Yep. And Trump there, again, you see a classic thing. He's about the deal, right? And so he doesn't want to give up leverage. He was asked, would he label Putin a war criminal? And he wouldn't. I don't think that's because he loves Putin or some sort of sympathizer to Putin, I think he doesn't want to give up any piece of leverage. And he said, how can I get this guy to the table if I'm out here publicly calling him a war criminal? So he's all about the deal. Maybe you like him, maybe you don't, whatever. I thought that was one of his best exchanges in stronger moments. The fact that he can't get past 2020 will continue to hurt his electability, and that continues to be a problem for him. One thing we do know, he ain't going away.
We're going to talk about something else here, but we got to pivot. I want to flesh out this idea. Because this, this could be our ticket, fellas. Okay. So we are just talking about the Beatles thing, and I just... Uh, just thought because we all also talk about artificial intelligence a lot on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had the story not long ago about uh, Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. He's up on the music scene. Who was it? The Weeknd and who? Oasis. Drake. Yeah. It was The, the Weeknd and Drake had one song together. Which wasn't a song that they made. Correct. Artificial intelligence created a song that sounded exactly like them. And nobody knew the difference. Well, except for The Weeknd and Drake, who were like, oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we did not collaborate. That. So computers can actually create original works that sound amazing. Mm-hmm. So coming off of the Beatles thing, what if right, Ringo and McCartney were to get together and instead of it being stolen from them, they say, go ahead. And I don't know what their ownership stake is even in any of their own music right now. But if the two of them got together and just said, use this library to educate the AI and make some original Beatles songs. Yeah. How about that? And then you sell it. And then you sell it. And you make a ton. And you're honest. They could, okay, there's a couple of ways you could go about it. They could be honest with people. Well, people would know that. Why is Lennon (laughs) singing? Never heard this song (laughs) in their case. But right, tell them this is what it is. And if you want to consume this, fine, go ahead and buy it. Now, how about a band? What's the most difficult thing about a band? Greg, you write some music, you perform, you play guitar. Yes, sir. What's the toughest thing to do? Um, Well, starting. Right, like having a starting. If you're going to sit and write a song or create anything out of scratch, it's like, all right, where do I start? Yes, writing the song. Mm-hmm. So, what if you're a band already, and you just have the AI write your music? Nobody has to know. Does it get a credit? No, it doesn't get a credit. You don't tell anybody. Just this is our song. So and it you is your song because you, you told the AI to do I it. I want to thank. Chat GPT, my mother, <laughs> I want to and thank God. Hal, my computer, for coming up with this great song. And then I wonder, too, I mean, the writing process, you hear these artists talk about it. It could take for weeks. They have to go on a retreat. They have to get back to their roots. They need to experience things in life. It would life definitely life. help be a muse. Absolutely. Can that thing just crank out seven hits in five minutes? Because it doesn't have to do any so, of that? But you, if you were a brand new band, it would be more difficult, right? Because you wouldn't have anything to give it. It doesn't have a body of work to play yes. off of. Right. But you just have those four chords, right? That are used in everything? Yeah. So, right. So if you're an established band, you tell the computer to write for you, and then you're essentially doing covers. <laughs> you're doing yes, cover. Yeah. Covers of yourself. Right. Uh, covers so, of yourself, sort quote, of. Covers of the AI. I think there's something there, there. Okay, I'm on If it this. hasn't already happened, it's going to. Well, now I just told my idea to well, everyone. So, but I like the idea of like a band that's no longer around. Like if Pink Floyd decided, you know what, we'll pretend everyone's back together and we'll write another album. Yeah. Like that actually, I think, would have some interest. I think there'd be a fandom that'd be like, wow, Pink Floyd or the Beatles. Or some of these bands that don't get along anymore, right? Yeah, like they Oasis is the one that right. Pancake exactly. referenced. Just, all right. Fine. You guys don't even have to be in the same room. Just sign a contract. You can just make a lot of money. (laughs) Nobody has to care anymore. Well, now I just gave my idea to everyone. All right, if somebody out there does that, you got to let us know. (laughs) Just want a footnote. Or we'll sue. No one's going to admit to it, though. Well, we can say that's a pancake. That's a good point. 644 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers have dropped their third straight series as they fall to the Dodgers 8-1 to on Wednesday afternoon over at American Family Field. The crew does get an off day today. They are back at it on Friday when Kansas City comes to town to begin a three-game series. The Green Bay Packers schedule has been released per multiple reports out there. Jordan Love and company will open the season in the Windy City on September 10th against the Chicago Bears and will play a total of five primetime games. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. After trading away the league's four-time MVP, the Green Bay Packers have officially welcomed in a new era in Titletown with Jordan Love. On Wednesday, QB1 finally, after three years, had his say. Meeting with the media for the first time since being anointed the lead man in Green Bay, and for me, I don't know about for you, but it was refreshing and highly encouraging to see. It was only one presser, and sure, there's no score to count here, there's no game here, but if there were, Jordan Love was victorious, and he won by a lot. In just over 17 minutes, Love exuded the confidence and comfort that usually only comes with proven veterans who have led their respective teams for years. And he looked every part of a leader that this team is in desperate search of ahead of 2023. For starters, it was refreshing to just see my starting quarterback in the building in May and actually participating in the team's offseason activities. Maybe part of this is because we have not heard from Love over the past few seasons while the circus continued to surround Rodgers and all of his offseason dramatics. Still, though, it was really cool to see a guy who has waited patiently officially get his opportunity in the league and do so in a very confident manner. The starting QB in the building during the offseason No questions about his future. Is he going to play or not? No need to appear on a punter's talk show to gather those updates and bringing guys out to get work done prior to this season. All of that is new here for folks in Green Bay, and I cannot be the only one who finds all of this extremely refreshing, regardless of what happens on the field with Jordan Love. One thing was stamped as certain for me on Wednesday following his press conference. Jordan Love is ready to lead this team, and I cannot wait to see what he does in 2023 and beyond. At 6.52, host of the now award-winning Jen, Gabe, and Chewy show is Jen Lotta with us this morning. Did you guys win? What was that? Good morning. Best morning show? Yes. I believe you beat this program. It would be really bad if we won best afternoon show. (laughs) (laughs) That right. right? So I noticed from the awards ceremony and your husband, Dario, a lot of folks know him over at Channel 12. You both won various awards in the evening. You took a real nice picture. He put it up there. You didn't. Which means he gets more off the shine from you than you get no, from him. No, yes, no, that's no, what that that's means. That's how it is. He just, exactly we just have it. different attitudes towards awards. That's, I mean, again, I think it's a wonderful honor for our show. We work really hard. We, we appreciate being recognized. Um, but I think he really likes, you know, trophies and trinkets and those types of things. And so the opportunity to uh, take home an award at the WBAs meant a, uh, meant a lot to him. And uh, okay. I actually was just going as his date. Right. As support for Dario that evening. Um, So I was thrilled that he won. Um, But 
you know, can I be can I be very very? I honest? hope you would. Okay, um, I have the national Emmys coming up in a week and a half, and I have a piece. It's actually the jump around piece that we did on nice, the nice. University of Wisconsin's jump around tradition that has been nominated for best feature, and there are five national features, and I'm one of them. And like, so that's the big award that I am just like really jonesing for, hoping to win. And I feel similar to I think like a Giannis, if you will, where he's up for. MVP and first team, you know, uh, all NBA and defensive team and all of those things. And like, so you kind of rank them a little yeah. bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so like the WBA is amazing. I'm so thrilled. There's obviously a team effort over at Jen, Gabe and Chewy. Um, but from an individual standpoint, I really, 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 really want to win that <laughs> Emmy in a couple of weeks, guys. So have you scanned all the other nominations? Have you looked at all the other nominees for that category to see... Where you stack? I mean, doing that would be a little obsessive, right? I'm of course just, I have just... done that. Of course I have watched every other piece. Are you going to go? Up against. I am, yeah. It's in New York on May 23rd. 22nd. Wow, big time stuff. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. So I was nominated for several Emmys when I was in television. And it is, I, I think Jen described it well, probably a, a big deal to no one else but to me. Like it mattered to me to be recognized by right. my peers in that way. And number of them obviously didn't didn't hit and i never went to the show because really? i i know me and i would have been sad and Aww. bent out of shape Angela and so Bassett. i'm like right i don't want to be <laughs> right? didn't want to be that guy she i got know who a I lot am. of grief on social media but i also think like i didn't want to go i did, i never criticized angela bassett for that because I love authenticity. And so if in that moment you are genuinely disappointed, I get it, you're an actress. People are like, at least try to act like you're not. But I love that she was comfortable enough to convey Mm -hmm. how she was genuinely feeling in that moment. And I don't don't think that that's an indictment of her as a person. Yeah. I played golf the the year that I I won. I won one. And I I played golf. I was just going about my business. Somebody texted me. Okay, good. Yay, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, good, fine. All right. Who's hosting? Do you know who like some of the, the big wigs are, the celebrities that are gonna be there? You know, it's all I mean, it's the national sports Emmy. So if you can if you've seen them on television or you see they'll them on there, the, they'll be there. Kind of yeah. Awesome. I mean it's kind of a who's who of the national sports people. Uh, I had to figure out what I was wearing. Yeah, that's, that's a, a thing. Deal. You got hair and makeup and all of those things. And so I uh, college game day is also nominated for best weekly show. So hopefully we can bring one home as a show as well um, but there is something guys about being recognized for your work right and it's not the end-all be-all and I even said on social media it's not a perfect barometer for success but it does mean that somebody out there appreciates what sure. you're doing and sometimes that can get you through the next the next year or so Mother's Day Sunday what's going on I in know. the household um, so this is my mom's first year without my dad so we're really kind of like Okay, turning right. all the attention. Lens is not on you this year, right? Correct. Take care, yeah, of mom. You, know, you just want to make sure that she has a good day, and so I think my brothers are going to go over and make sure that they, um, you know, weed her garden and things like go. that. But um, it's interesting how, as you get older, and my kids, I'm sure, will be great. But I have a five year old and a three year old, right? So I got a pretty good idea of what's coming from the <laughs> yeah. old. Uh... You don't need them to be great. That's where dad needs to be great. Sure, sure. Here's Dario from said, the kids. Do you want me to make <laughs> breakfast for you? And I was like, No. no why don't, don't you just that. order Einstein's or something? <laughs> Here's, here's what I want to not have to do it right, right. whatever we do yes. I want to not have can to I do tell it. you what I said last year yes. I said all I want for Mother's Day is for my children to know that dad can do stuff too <laughs> <laughs> one day yes. a year please yes. 657 on Wisconsin's morning news have a great show Jen thanks guys business headlines are up next here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Margaret Nachek.
A 101-unit apartment planned for downtown Kenosha is delayed due to challenging economic factors. The project received a one-year extension to request a building permit. The 2023 Milwaukee Film Festival, presented by Associated Bank, saw a 58% increase in overall in-person attendance, 63% increase in in-person revenue, and 22% increase in overall revenue. The film festival is in its second year 